You know, technically, Barry, we're about 30 seconds early. This could be... That's a first. It is a first. <laughs> and and who's going to be the first on? Do you have any... You have any notion? Any guesses? Maybe nobody. Maybe everybody's out enjoying the day. Oh yeah, it's nice out, isn't it? And they won't even. Nope, there's two people on already. So I guess I was wrong. Can't tell who it is, but there are two people on. I can never tell. Four, seven. We went up quick. It's up to seven. Wow. Who's on? You know the funny thing, Barry. I've noticed about when you say hi to people. Sometimes when you say hi, you're apt to miss one because you're looking down when you're reading. You All look right. up and it's scrolled up. All right. And then it always seems like, oh, you didn't say hi to me. All right. It's not like that, though. So it's a blanket statement. Hi, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> hi, everybody. You guys have any idea where we are? And again, we're going to we'll let you know in here. We won't leave you hanging. This one's a tough one. This is going to be a tough one. And I might as well do a shameless promotion for the third annual Misfits for Jesus car, truck, and bike show on Sunday, May 22nd. Be there. Be, be there, there. Be there. Be there. It'll be fun. Praying for some good weather. Good We're time. actually in this little park in the backside of Warrington. I've only been here a time or two, but there's a really cool lake actually over there. You guys probably know that. You can walk around a little bridge. It's actually kind of cool. If I live closer to Warrington, I might actually purpose to spend a little bit more time here. But, um, the church is just around the corner. Yeah. So it's been a hectic, busy day already, right? So um, as you guys know, actually, you know what? Before we even get into this, let me say this. Guess what's happening at the church on Good Friday, Barry? Of course you know. Right. <laughs> I don't even know why I would say that. We're going to be showing the, the passion of the Christ uh, for free, of course. At 7 o'clock on Good Friday, I believe that's April 15th. It's also tax day. I don't know how you call it Good Friday on tax day, but we're going to show it starting at 7 o'clock. Uh, going to have free popcorn, sodas. I believe the coffee bar is going to be open up, all of that stuff, and we're going to show the Passion of the Christ movie. And if you have not seen that movie, it's a really powerful depiction, of, obviously, of the Passion of the Christ, Mel Gibson uh produced it and did an amazing job and really captures what Christ has done for us on that cross. And it was a, it was not a, uh, not a pleasant sight, but I think it's important that we know exactly what the price that was paid for. So we encourage you to bring your friends. Maybe they don't know Jesus. We encourage you to show up and support, uh, maybe bring some neighbors and we're going to have a fun evening, you know, and celebrate, uh, what the Lord did for us. So again, it's April 15th, seven o'clock at the church. Everything is free. We're going to have it on both the things, and we're going to have all the sound and everything going on. So we encourage you to, to come and really be a part of that. It's going to be a good time. But as many of you guys know, Barry and I are painting contractors. That means we work hard for our living. Uh, it is what it is, and we actually enjoy it, right? But there was a season, Barry, before it was just the two of us, that there was, uh, what, six painters? Mm -hmm. We had, of course, me and Barry. And we would work different guys throughout the course of the year from four to six different uh, painters that worked for us. And uh, we would pay them amply according to their skill set, of course. And we were talking yesterday. It was funny when they actually did something uh, they felt was extra, like showing up for 40 hours. Like it was somehow uh, something extra. 
All right. And it was never something extra. You know, that was what the minimum requirement was, at least <laughs> was when we were kids. You work 40 hours a week. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. You don't work 30 and 32 hours and I wonder why your paycheck is short at the end of the week. Well, right. perhaps if you'd come in every day, your paycheck wouldn't be short at the end of the week. And not only that, perhaps if you showed a little want to, a little willingness to improve your skill set and to listen to what we would teach, uh, you'd be worth more money. It's pretty simple, really. So, but what made it frustrating is when you see a person, a man in this case, uh, that would settle for eight, nine, ten bucks an hour when we were certainly willing to pay you more, 15, 18, 20, if you would just do (laughs) the right thing and if you would just improve and grow in your trade. And there were a few people that we worked for years. And they started and never really got much of a raise. They started and quit or got fired making about the same amount they did when they started, even though potential and we could see the potential in people and just go, oh, my gosh, you're you could be so much better than this. You could be providing for your family. You could be moving forward into this trade and craft. Uh, But you chose to not. You chose to sit back. You chose to not. And. I guess you can tell the obvious tie-in, spiritually speaking, uh, we see it all the time, potential in people. And maybe it's people that have a great testimony for the Lord, that God is rescuing them from something. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just their aptitude. Maybe it's the wisdom that God's given to them. And we're constantly from the sidelines praying for them, of course, encouraging them, man, just do your due diligence. <laughs> do what you need to do to get a hold of this thing. And we can think of several people by now. That should have been teaching the word. Instead, they're still, uh, you know, they're sucking on a bottle, for lack of a better word. You know, they should be doing a lot better. They should be further ahead. They should be getting rid of some of the hindrances that have hindered their walk, hindered their joy, hindered hindered their love. And it's frustrating. You know, but I'm when we think about this and we're praying for these people, I'm reminded of when... I think it was John, was it John or Peter? Barry or Peter and John walking along the beach after the ascension of Jesus. And I uh, believe it was Peter and John or Peter and Jesus having a conversation as they walked along the beach. And Jesus is talking directly to Peter at this time. And all Peter could do is think about the guy that was behind him. What about, what about him? What are we going to do with him? Yeah. And Jesus said, what's it to you if I leave him here until whatever? It's In other words, it's an intensely personal thing. We can't do much about the... The people that tend to lag behind for whatever reason and don't want to do their due diligence, they don't want to study the Bible, they don't want to be immersed in the Word, they don't want to join the prayer groups, they want they don't want to be discipled, they don't want to be mentored, they don't want to be corrected. There's absolutely nothing that we can do, right? Mm-hmm. Just sit and watch the, the wheels of time creep closer and closer to the return of Jesus. But I think it's cool, Barry, that when you meet the person, that they want to make sure they're doing everything that's within the power of the Spirit. Why don't we say that? That when the Lord comes, they're not ashamed at His coming. We want to meet the Lord in full stride. Yeah. We want to meet the Lord knowing that obviously all is grace. We have nothing more to claim but than the grace of Jesus. But at the same time, we've done everything that we could, at least according to what you told us to do, to make sure that when you come, Jesus, back for us, and we believe he's coming at any day, that we're not ashamed at your coming, and we're ready to meet the Lord in the air. But I think of this parable found in Luke, I'm sorry, Matthew 25. 
and it's a parable that the servants and there's just a couple of things that I want to point out to you and let me uh, let me kind of um, condense this actually you know what I'm not going to condense it I'm going to read it starting in 14 verse or chapter 25 and this is Jesus and this is shortly before uh, his crucifixion so I think what he said so there should be a lot of weight attached to these words Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by a young man going on a long trip. He called his servants together and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. The servant who received five bags of silver left to invest, began to invest the money and earned five more. This guy's a savvy investor, Barry. Yeah. Took the five bags and invested and made five more. The servant with the two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more, again, according to his abilities. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. And after you guys can see the obvious what's going on here, uh, it is pertaining to money, yes, but I do think that the Lord has given some people five talents. Oh, yeah. uh, he's given another man two talents. I, you know, I, I think we're about two between the two of us, Barry. We're doing everything <laughs> we can to take the abilities the Lord has given to you. Right. Some people he's just blessed with enormous, enormous talent to, to grow businesses, to make money, mm -hmm. to lead churches of, of, of thousands. God bless them. We're doing the best that we can with what we have. Now watch what happened to the one. He only gave one. He went and buried it in the ground. And after a long time, the master returned from his trip and called them to give an account, that'll happen, of how they had used his money or his time or his talents and all these things of the Lord. The servant to whom he had entrusted five bags of silver came forward with five more. And master, the master said, or he said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest. I have earned five more. Wow. What an attaboy. Yeah, that's a big attaboy. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling the small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. You know, in heaven, we're going to have responsibilities. We're going to have things to do. And what we do in this earthly life does matter. Because in what you do with what he's given you here will directly affect proportionately your amount of enjoyment in heaven. And your amount of responsibilities in heaven. So what we do here, yeah, we don't want to be the guys that just skirting along. We want to hit, we want to do all that we can. The servant here received two bags of silver, came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest and I have earned two more. The master said, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops where you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here's your money back. First of all, you didn't know the master because you know if you knew the master, which is the Lord, you know, he's not a hard man. Jesus said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. And, you know, I lay my, we know that's not the character of God. So he obviously didn't know. He didn't know him. But the master replied, you wicked and lazy servant, if you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, take the money from a servant, give it to the woman, 10 bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, 
Even what little they have will be taken away. Now throw this useless servant into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. No, gnashing of teeth isn't like, <laughs> it's more like biting and grinding your teeth. Kind of like, man, I'm worried. I'm anxious and all of these things. But I thought of this, Barry, and it kind of ties into what we're talking about. He had five God invested it. He made five more. He had two. He invested it. He made two more. The one buried it. I know people that I believe that are fully five talent people, yeah. and they're wasting all of it. Yeah, they're not using any of it. They're not using any of it. If the one fella that only had one talent got in big, big trouble, how much more the person with five talents or two talents? It's not said, but it's implied. Right. It did. What, a, what a shame. What a waste. So my encouragement for you guys today, if the Lord, whatever he's done, whatever talent that he has given to you, just use what you have. We talked about it at length many, many times. And there's nothing worse than seeing not, what a waste of a life to not live it all for the glory of God. Because he's given us so much. He's given us everything as we approach, you know, the uh, the Easter season, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord. He didn't slack anything, Barry. He gave it all. He laid his life down. He gave up everything i think the least that we can do we don't have to die for him we have to live for him which is infinite that's right. that's more challenging obviously mm -hmm. uh so i encourage you wherever you are give it all he is worth it he alone is worthy use your talents right i i you know the first time or first time i started studying that i kind of looked at the third guy the conservative guy he didn't steal the money he protected the money but yet he was still judged as being unfaithful because you mm. were given the talent. Wow. You didn't use it though. And that's the whole point is like, use what you have. Right. So in his mind, I guess he was probably doing a good thing. He was like, Hey, I didn't lose your money. And I, I was afraid to invest it because I would lose it or somebody would steal it. So I buried it. Obviously God doesn't want us to bury our talents. He wants us to use all the opportunities that are given to use whatever talent you have. Whatever it is. And, and we all have different talents. That's the beauty of the body of Christ. We're yeah. all different. We're all different for a reason. So we can cover right. a lot more things. So take a risk. Take a risk. Just like the other guy. The, the, the guy that, that, that uh, invested the five could have easily lost it in a bad market, too. But he didn't. He took the risk and he was and he was rewarded for doing it. So Barry, I think God's telling take, take the risk. So, so say, let's just suppose the guy with five talents, he goes out and he's, man, I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to invest it all. Mm -hmm. And he loses it all. Mm -hmm. Don't you think that if he approached it with the right attitude, the right heart, Jesus still right. would have commended him? Yes, like, I do. I really do. Because you tried. I think that's the thing. And we say that all the time. You're blessed for trying. You know, he's not going to. And, and even some of the ministries you see that start, if God's in them, they'll, they'll go. But you can't blame them if they fail either because you tried. Right. You know, hey, he's steering you somewhere else. Hey, you tried. Just go. I think I think that he blesses you for trying. You know, use the talent that you have. I love it. I love it. So get out there and do it. We're, how about, we're presented with opportunities all around us. How about invite somebody to Friday night, April 15th, to the Passion of the Christ? It's going to be a big weekend. Yeah, a free. Everything's free, Barry. Obviously, Easter weekend's a big weekend in, yeah. in the, for us. So um, come out and support. Love you guys. Have a good weekend.